Welcome to Your Story Matters podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Elizabeth, and whether this is your first time or you are a returning listener, thank you for being here. I appreciate your time and listening ear each episode as I dive into the power of storytelling, learning that we are the main characters in our own stories, and the freedom that can come from breaking free of the false narrative that has been playing in our minds. With how noisy the world has become, it means so much to me that you have chosen this podcast to listen to, to be encouraged by, to have a laugh or two, to think more deeply, and to ultimately know that your story matters. Today on the podcast, I get to talk with Type 5, Jaken Morton. Jaken is a Pentecostal preacher from Dawson Springs, Kentucky. He started preaching at the ripe old age of 15 and became a youth pastor at the age of 17. Then he entered adulthood, and he's honestly still trying to figure out how that works. He bounced around multiple majors in college and now works a job that uses none of them. His one true passion has always been ministry, and he doesn't regret it. One of the brightest spots in his life is his two-year-old nephew, Corbin, and one of his favorite sounds is his nephew saying his name a lot. Jaken passes the time listening to lots of podcasts on all topics from history to preaching to the Enneagram. He also hosts a couple of podcasts, one called Reality Speaks, which is focused on helping Christians understand the real world better, and Peculiar, which is meant to help new Christians understand church. Jaken is also planning to start a new podcast very soon, The Enneagram. He's also super excited to be launching a brand new coaching business, Deuteronomy 6 Ministries. I had such a good time with this conversation, talking to Jaken, as he really helped me understand Type 5s a little bit better. And I am a Wing 5, so I related a lot to what he was saying in this conversation. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Jaken. All right, today on the podcast, we have Jaken, another type five. So Jaken, welcome to Your Story Matters podcast. Thank you for being here. Hey. Let's go ahead and get started with what is your story? I am a preacher's kid. Funny thing about it, my dad said he first felt his call to preach um, early 90s and then decided... uh, the way he tells the story is he said, no, <laughs> and, uh, immediately. And for the next several years, it was, uh, he would get close in prayer and then go back and go forth and go back and forth. And my mom would tell him, just do this already. You're, it's driving you crazy. And um, well, I was six months old when he started. So I have no memory of the before my dad was a preacher. So that's been my entire life. Then when I was about nine years old, my dad actually went and started his own church. <laughs> so I was a pastor's kid from the time that I was about nine, 10, somewhere there. Yeah. So my experience of life for most of my life has been church, ministry, stuff like that. And now I've always been just shy kid, book kid, 
then after a certain amount of time, it went from being random joke books being read in the back of the car and being like, hey, listen to this, to being Game Boy uh, and Nintendo DS and then cell phone, texting, Facebook, Reddit, Instagram, YouTube, a whole lot more once uh, we actually had internet available as a thing. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I actually heard a quote uh, that's been said about in the five realm, uh, the worst and the greatest invention uh, in the life of a five is the internet. <laughs> oh yeah, that's so true. Oh my gosh. How do you feel about the internet? <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, most of my information Enneagram related has uh, come through stalking Instagram accounts uh, and just saving things and liking things and um, the my experience growing up was I would like always have random uh, believe it Ripley's believe it or not books, um, joke books, um, comic book encyclopedias, etc. And saying, hey, this is interesting, and would get to the point where I think everyone in the car was probably sick of me talking. <laughs> uh, so there's this thing, and uh, here it is. Uh, and did you know that? The Incredible Hulk did this, or Spider-Man did this, or um, this type of lice does this. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And then, uh, but all this kind of that—that was my childhood. Uh, but we get to ministry stuff for the other half of my life, and that is one of my most favorite things. And this is the thing that sounds very not five, and kind of led me away from it for a while. Was my happiest memories a whole lot of them from my childhood is going to church camp <laughs> oh yeah yeah large crowds and this and that but it's like I love my my thing with it is I liked hearing the preaching uh I would be around people who had the same types of interests as me <laughs> yeah and I would usually have like two three friends max uh my entire life uh, that's been like three people maybe two and then my family doesn't count they're obviously but uh right three friends and just going through all that and that's okay though it's better to have two or three really close than too many to count and you don't know who to count on when you need them first thing i remember doing in front of the church as something i wrote and shared uh i was 12 years old and we had a kids church thing going on and i wrote a little skit yeah about god's army or whatever <laughs> And that was my first thing I ever did before church. Then we hit about three years later. Wow. Uh, for my birthday, we watch a movie about the Alamo. <laughs> Such incredibly nerdy, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> watch a movie about the Alamo. And that night laying in bed, it's like, I hear that same thing of God's calling you to preach. Oh, wow. Mm. And there's like principles from the movies tying together and I'm all having this stuff about people we need to look up to and blah, blah, blah. And remember the Alamo becomes my first message. I preach is remember the Alamo Mm. 15 years old. I'm a preacher. And (laughs) because that is my, and that becomes my entire thing from then on. I am a preacher. So I'm going to be sharing the word of God with you. I become a youth pastor two years later at the age of 17, because small church, you know, something we've got like two preachers in this church and you're the young one. (laughs) yeah so I spend the next 10 years of my life doing youth ministry youth ministry stuff 
create podcasts that's ministry related, go to college, try to think I'm going to be a teacher. Don't become a teacher because some stuff just goes wrong. And then we look up your years later, you've jumped around 15 different majors, <laughs> thing to thing to thing, go to this job I'm at now. It's not related to any of the stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, how did I get here? Is kind of what I look up thinking. And I'm like, yeah, it's just kind of been bouncing thing to thing to thing. And now this Enneagram coach stuff happened because I found a topic. I like it and it's being shared with the world. <laughs> so absolutely. Yeah. That is wonderful. I feel like that's the same thing between the Bible and this. It's like my entire life has become find facts in a book and share them. <laughs> yeah. No, that's such a great connection. And now it is very much relating Enneagram stuff back to ministry, which it does work so well. So it, now it's just a different way to say the same thing that you've been saying. And maybe it'll reach different minds and hearts depending on where they are. So all depends on how you use it. Anyone who looks at Enneagram stuff for a little while uh, starts hearing the fact that uh, I actually just heard a preacher uh, talking about it uh, recently, or he was uh, preaching uh, and he said, I like to have fun. I'm a seven. And then said, Oh yeah. My wife sent all the witchcraft to Enneagram stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's only a seven can say. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, so how do you feel? Cause there is a very interesting divide on which side you're on. Should the Enneagram be used in the same sentence as Jesus? So you're obviously well, doing both. So how do you feel about it and how does it all stack up? I had this thought. So I listened to Tyler Zach's thing where he's talking about uh, the real history of the Enneagram yeah. and I get to the end of it, end of his little class on it. And obviously he's the guy who's, um, and I get to the end of his session on it and I have this conclusion come to me where basically he's like, yes, has questionable origins, this and that, but it can be removed from it in such a way. And my, my thought was this, I'm like, if you can celebrate Christmas and Easter, I think you can do this. <laughs> there you go. But the same principles can be tied to something different and you can repurpose it. Yeah. I think there's good points that can be used. Yeah. So in all of your research, since the internet has just kind of blown up in recent years, how did the Enneagram find you? How did you find it? So one thing I really love about my job is I'm allowed to listen and have earbuds in my ear like the whole time I'm at work. Um, nice. And I'm subscribed to like, um, I couldn't tell you how many different podcasts I'm subscribed to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I literally have no idea the number. I, like there's some people I know have 10 podcasts in their feed. You have more than 10. <laughs> more than 10. Um, I, I might have 10 that are related to the Enneagram. <laughs> There you go. I might have 10 that are related to church. And I might have a few, like probably three or four money related, five or six history related. It's it's all over the place. Yeah. Uh, but that's good though. What I remember, and I my my mom tells me that she first remembers hearing of it through a Facebook quiz someone shared. I don't remember him her having that conversation with me. What I remember is this: I'm at my job, I think it's 2020. I'm listening to this person talking about my top five or 10 books that I recommend that I read in the last year. And he recommends this book called the road back to you. And that's where I remember it starting. 
and he said he was a type three. The guy I was listening to said he's a type three and talking about how all that stuff with the drive for success and it shifted my perspective in life and this and that. And I'm like, okay, I'm curious about this. <laughs> yeah. So I went and I got the book on a, I got the audio book downloaded to my phone. Yeah. Cause I do very poorly with book books <laughs> and stick into them, especially on my phone. Oh yeah, for sure. Later, finally got the audio book, physical book, skimmed it, decided I was probably a nine. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> um, and and then my dad just kept on telling me he's like no this doesn't sound right my sister would say no this doesn't sound right um, and, and the reason being it's you, you're much too confrontational <laughs> but I was like right. but but the, the zoning out and the identifying with all the stuff sounded right but <laughs> yeah yeah uh, there's just a few things that were a little off for them about you that were like this is not you're definitely not a nine <laughs> When I took the test, it told me it was a five, and um, I was like, I have emotions? What are you talking about? <laughs> how dare you? How, how dare you? I, I'm like, <laughs> like, if anything, I might be a four, and then I jumped around that, and it took me probably three years of jumping back and forth before I finally settled, okay, yeah, this is right. <laughs> mm. So what were the conflicting thoughts about maybe nine, maybe four, maybe something other than five? And then how'd you finally land on five? Honestly, one of the biggest ones that was my conflicting thing is the fact that I think four was very heavy wing and I have a lot of internal thoughts. But the problem was, I don't know that I can always identify the emotion tied to the thought. <laughs> I'm a four full time and I don't either. So don't feel bad. <laughs> not the person who has like this massive vocabulary of emotions <laughs> yeah yeah uh and then the nine was like the brain fog sounded like so real and the zoning out is a major thing and they're like oh like there's a ton of things that they said this is the five and this and that and like and i think the big issue when i finally heard the description of a social five I was like oh so this is why i liked camp as a kid this is why i like going to church things this is why i'm like I definitely not an extrovert, but I can definitely be mingling around with all the people and trying to connect. And it it said that they collect people and they are attracted to people who are the experts in this. Like, okay, this is why I like the idea of going out to eat after church with a preacher because I want to sit close to him and just hear him say all the things he has to say yeah. about all the details of of like this is what I'm feeling in prayer right now. This is what I'm reading in the Bible, and this is that. I'm like. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I can see all these things now and it's all finally tying together. And like, so going back to emotions briefly, finally settling on the five, was there relief? Was there so conflict? Cause we, cause three years is a lot of searching for types. And sometimes we can identify our types very easily. Sometimes we can't, but your journey was a couple of years. Yeah, I settled in five for probably a, at least a good six to eight months at one point. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah this is right. And there was some stuff that's like, oh, this is definitely right. But then I would read some random description of something else. I'm like, mm. <laughs> but maybe. maybe. And I, I honestly don't know which one I spent the most time in. I think five and nine was the ones I spent the most time in. But I was like, okay, you know what? I think I can trust it if I have a typing interview with a coach <laughs> and did you yes so I had a typing interview with a coach and how did that go 
I took the, he sent the link. He's like, okay, take the test and we'll go over your results. I took the test. The test said five. <laughs> uh, and he just hopped on there and was like so confident in it and acted like he was so confident that this is, this is right. And we talked through the different things. It's like, okay, four is a wing. And at the time, eight actually was showing up stronger than nine when I took this test. Oh, wow. And it's like, and I think it was probably because, <laughs> well, maybe I was in a better place at that point in time because that's the line there. And it was like, right, stronger. right. So you're connected to um, seven in stress and then you're connected to eight in growth. So there could be, depending on where you are in life, you could be showing more seven in stress or more eight in, uh, in growth and in confidence. So that's probably a really good indicator sometimes of sometimes we look at the types that we're behaving as and we think we're that, but really it's drawing the line back to, oh, you're a healthy five, therefore you're looking more like an eight. So it's so interesting how all of that works. Uh, and my, I mean, this is the thing that my sister kept on talking to me about. She's like, look, I know that you can, you can uh, have these moments where you're like ready to hit somebody sometime. <laughs> <That's not nine. laughs> that would definitely be an eight, not a nine. Yeah. Definitely. You're and i'm not i've never actually been in a physical fight in my entire life but (laughs) but you have those emotions that might lead you down that road (laughs) a few times in my life Uh, yeah but yeah uh, and so we get to the end of that session i'm just like okay this makes sense i like it and i'm just and it's not that i it's not that oh because the first reaction when i read the test was like I don't like this at all. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But in that moment, when finally, after three years, I didn't have that sinking feeling of the deep exposure. It was like, this finally feels right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> but it, because yep. I probably worked through a whole bunch of the people who always say, oh, I feel exposed. I feel like I'm, yeah, I'm like, okay, this finally feels like I've just found the thing that actually fits and I don't have to have the all over the place junk anymore yeah that's right that's right with the fives hunt and search and desire for knowledge looking back on your life with comic books with joke books um sermons in the lists and lists of podcasts or audiobooks did that kind of feel true of like oh I've always been doing this and now I kind of know why I'm doing it yeah funny thing about it when I first read the description of five I was like you're just describing a nerd this doesn't feel like a personality (laughs) and I know I've been that my whole life (laughs) right Uh, and it was like it was like is this a personality or is this just and that's the funny thing I actually was talking to my mom about this the other day I said there's so many people that when I talk to them, I feel like I can figure out their type like so quickly, but there's one person type of person that I always have trouble with. And it is fives. And I think the reason why is because I'll come away from a conversation. I'm just like, they seem normal. (laughs) (laughs) They think like me. So they're normal. That's, that's the word. (laughs) That's funny. funny. Um, Every type is normal. Fives are definitely normal, but yes, there is this. They're um, the ones like me (laughs) right 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 when you definitely find your type there is this yeah there's something interesting going on you're like we're like it's like I maybe don't know you actually but I know you 
or at least I know how you think and how you like all the things. So that's really, really fun. Um, it is fun finding yeah. other types that are the same as you. Yeah, but like with the books, with the podcast and like uh funny thing, uh one one of the when I was like right on the edge of about to have the interview with the coach, I actually listened was in the middle of listening to a podcast talking about finding your type. And they were in the middle of their deep dive on fives and they said, You might be a five if you have listened to so many other podcasts before finally getting to this one about the Enneagram. And I was like, mm. that hurts. <laughs> oh no. Oh, <laughs> But that's good, though, because there's so much wisdom and information that you've gleaned in that fives just jump in. They're they're the observer, yes, but they're also the scholar. They're the student kind of all through life of just having, having, having. So fives feel that energy when they're being exposed too much or invaded. But this whole sense of knowledge why is that so important? Why is it so important to listen, to read about things that interest you? I I mean, honestly, for me, I've just been like, why would you not want to know everything there is to know about this? Mm. And also it's a sense of, okay, if you're, if I'm interested in something, I, and it is, it, it is kind of this weird thing where like, I know so much about movies I've never watched. <laughs> yeah. And like, I know like filmmaking details about movies I have never seen because I was on a YouTube deep dive uh, because I like one video this guy had and he has this other video and it's about a movie I've literally never seen. I hate horror movies. <laughs> I've never wanted to watch a horror movie, but for some reason, the details about the making of this movie is interesting to me. Yeah. Because it's like, well, maybe I might want to write a book someday that incorporates some stuff that's in here. And maybe I might want to do something related to this someday. This could prove useful at some point. Um, and I know this book is a classic, so I want to know what I can know about it. And maybe I don't have the time to devote to, to reading every every single one of the Lord of the Rings books, but I would like to know some random facts about it so that uh, I was homeschooled and I never, a good chunk of it was like, people are talking about things and I have no idea what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Want to know what they're talking about and just kind of figure out some way. Like, I feel like if I can know, a little bit about this i can pretend that i can fit here somewhat mm. to some degree yeah uh, and i can have something to give to this conversation and i have this other memory of like when i was a little kid like my cousins some of my cousins were like they knew so much about cars to this day i still feel like i know nothing about cars yeah uh I, and it was like i felt like why do they know this and why don't I know this? Mm. And some, for some reason in all of that, I never led to me learning about cars, but for some reason it was like, I do know this. <laughs> yeah. So is it not, it's not in the sense of I need to be a know-it-all, but it's, I need to be prepared in case this topic comes up, then I have something to contribute. Is that kind of more I'm, in line? I'm so good at, tr- at and people honestly don't want to play trivia or pursuit with me, honestly. <laughs> so good at it. And I, I feel like I could totally win on Jeopardy if I ever went on, but 
I, I, but for now, I'm just going to enjoy the fact that I knew this when none of the contestants said. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, I'm watching all these things. I'm doing these random quizzes and I'm like, uh, like, hey, uh, this is where, this is the thing that I can do. This is where I fit into this and how I can help. And it's honestly, even with this topic that we're talking about right now, it has led to so many times where my family is able to turn to me and say, Okay, so why is your brother-in-law acting this way? <laughs> it, You're the resident expert. It's like, okay, your brother-in-law's a seven. So what's a seven do when they're in stress? And <laughs> uh, you're, you're, uh, okay, your mom's a six. So why, why, what can I do to help her out here? And yeah, yeah it's, it's, so they're now coming to you looking for advice. And that's, well, I'm like, this is my, I'm like, I'm not the I'm not the expert piano player that my sister is. I'm not the fun guy that's going to be leading the games at the VBS like my brother-in-law is, but I am the one who wrote the skip for the VBS. I am the one who kind of did like okay, we need this character, we need this character to act this way and uh, uh the one who's coming up with the points for the little sermon that we're doing and like I can find the songs and all that. And this, this is my thing. <laughs> what would you say is the hardest thing about type five? What I think is just the logical next step is not necessarily the next thing that may need to be done when considering all the things of the emotional impact. <laughs> Mm, um, that's good and it's led to me saying some things that i had in no way meant in any way offensive yeah but came off that way my entire life my dad who recently realized he is a nine my a whole lot of my life was my dad telling me you need to learn to you need to learn tact mm. there's someone that i saw recently whose son is kind of a nerd i don't know his type i'm not gonna attempt to say it um, but he was like randomly sharing some random fact about World War II the other day. And they said, why do you know that? And why do you think we care? Mm. That just kind of hurt to hear. Yeah. Because something I've kind of come to realize is that if I'm sharing a fact with a person, or at least for me anyway, I don't know if this is true for everyone, but if I'm sharing a fact with someone is kind of like a to baking you a pie mm. oh jacob that is so good <laughs> it is an attempt at connection yeah that's the way we connect but not everyone gets that <laughs> yeah so it is kind of a i want to share this knowledge with you because sharing is caring in a sense we're meant for connection i've heard it over and over and over again and i know this is true but at the, at the same time it's like this is hard <laughs> and is it more or less wanting to connect with people that you feel a connection with versus that stranger mentality of then I have to like talk and small talk and that's kind of some people like small talk some people don't but for fives it's a little bit harder to reach out unless they are doing it in a knowledge sharing caring kind of way do you find that to be true I find it so much easier to shake a visitor's hand at church when they are there and I know they're in the context of that than it is to literally just step across from one machine at work and talk to someone else. Yeah. Uh, because I'm like, 
this is my context where I know what I'm doing. And this is my context where I'm like, I know I'm not the best at this job. And I just want to make sure I look like I know what I'm doing. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, even it's come to the point where I'm like, okay, I kind of know what I'm doing now. I feel more confident. And it typically takes until I feel like I know what I'm doing until I can move on to the, I guess, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs to the social connection. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly right. Exactly right. So then what would you say are the highlights of being a five? What is, what's really cool about identifying as a type five? I was talking to my sister on, we, I was heading to a game night with them and I had just hung up with, or just left and I was talking to my mom beforehand and she was asking, are they coming to eat with you at the restaurant beforehand? Um, I said, no, but I am grabbing a plate of food for them on the way there. They're like, well, why, why aren't they coming to the restaurant? And why are you only bringing one plate of food? Why is your sister not getting the plate of food and this and that? And I, I, I said, I said, well, I was telling my sister about it. And she said, why she had all those questions? I said, because she's a six. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's worried. And then I proceeded to talk about some list of podcasts that I've been listening to and was talking about something that I had just heard on some history thing or something like that. I don't even remember what it was now, but I said, and that's because, (laughs) but I like that. I enjoy those things. I also like that I'm able to go to a restaurant alone and not think it's the worst thing in the world (laughs) because I am a 27 year old single. And if I didn't, that would probably just stink. (laughs) Right. If I'm comfortable uh, going and eating at a restaurant alone, it would probably be rough. (laughs) I like that I'm able to have something to contribute to conversations <laughs> and that honestly one of the first things I thought about I was yeah. like when I was literally just trying to find an upside at one point because I was like there's a lot of downsides that's listed um <laughs> it's like uh, oh you're the loner or you are this you're that and you can't really connect very well with people in this and I like that I can find different solutions to problems I like that um I have a wide array of things that I know about <laughs> Absolutely. Fives are unique in the sense that there is their their capacity, I think, for knowledge and for facts and for information is bigger, not in a show off kind of way, because then fours have a bigger bucket for emotions and feelings and twos have a bigger bucket for generosity. And so it's not a your bucket's bigger than my bucket, but the fives capacity for for knowledge and, and being able to find those different solutions, like you said, Um, really just makes them unique and special and why we need them in the world because no other type is going to hold that as well um, than fives do so I think it's it's awesome honestly this was a story that for me I keep coming back to as an example of when it kind of it's a shoe drop moment that I think of even though at the time it wasn't and it should have been (laughs) yeah I was like on the phone with the girl I was talking to at the time and I was telling her about an illustration that our, that was used in a sermon at our church. And it was a story about a guy who his wife and child had crashed into a river. And 
the wife is like floating down the river and the baby is still trapped in the car seat in the car and he's got out and the preacher told the story and he said he had to decide in that moment who will i let live and who who will i try to save and who will i not and i i told my thought process of how i would have made the decision to someone and they were like what Mm. Uh, because my, my thought process was, okay, if I try swimming down that river to get her, I may end up saving neither of these two. <laughs> yeah. I go down towards there. I feel pretty certain I could get to the baby. <laughs> and meanwhile, the girl I was talking to was like, what? <laughs> I've just know that I've been told my whole life that your kids are the ones that you're supposed to give your life for. And mm you my my spouse would just have to understand that that's it we came to the same answer but in such very different ways and mine was much more here's the pragmatic logical thing hers was emotionally driven and i was just like yeah different processes but the same conclusion (laughs) all right as we wrap up here i want to ask since you are reading so many books audiobooks listening to so many podcasts what are some favorite books and um, or even podcasts too that you've listened to that you've absorbed that you really, really like? Most recent one that I feel like for me, um, I actually, when I would put, the, I put this down for a recommendation and uh, when I was in the BEC course, actually, they were asking for book recommendations from each of the people in the attendance. And I listed this book better after burnout. Mm-hmm. And it's a story about a pastor who basically his whole dream had been he was going to go start a church and he's working a job. He had a child who was suddenly having epileptic seizures and they were intense and terrible and like to the point where they ended up messing up his mental capacity and everything. He was working a job and the church was doing all right, but it was just the, the, the wear, the tear and all that. And he's just like, we're just go, 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 go. And he ended up totally just burning out. And he's like, well, I don't know what's wrong with those people. They're awful. And I just never want to see this city again. <laughs> and Just mm-hmm. quit and went home. And he said, and he looked up and he realized I'm now doing nothing for the kingdom of God and I'm just totally wiped out and I just don't see any potential in ever even preaching again. And then he, it's his story of how he ended up realizing, okay. And then he ends up giving principles in there about how to make sure that you get out before you crash. And he yeah. pastor of a totally different church. He's over. And he said, and he truly believes he did get to better. It's a uh, pastor's name is Jathan Marcelli. Um, and something I realized after I put that book in, I was like, he actually, uh, I didn't realize at the time I was just putting this in because it's a good book. Uh, he actually does tell you his Enneagram type in it. I was like, oh, that's actually somehow an Enneagram book. I didn't even realize at the time. that. (laughs) (laughs) How sneaky. That's really fun though. That'd be really fun to like write a book about your life, but not say your type. Yeah. And then it's in there. He, uh, I'm not 100% sure that he, uh, knows it so well because his description of the type feels off to me but oh well okay. <laughs> yeah um but nonetheless I, I can say he's probably pretty close 
on the other hand, pretty much anything by Ted Decker, Frank Peretti, they're Christian thrillers, uh, historical fiction type of stuff and fantasy. And they're so much fun to get into sometimes. And it's like ones like scary stories and serial killer stories and this and that somehow ties it into a Christian theme. And I'm just like, how do you do that? So good. uh, and then also I mentioned uh, when I was, I think I might've been about 15 years old, maybe 16. I read through the entire left behind series. Uh, and that's of course the Christian book series been adapted into several movies that are nowhere near as good as the books. Um, <laughs> uh, they're just sad picture of the fact of what Christian yeah. movies are. They're just uh, yeah. meh. <laughs> Some can, really well but not but the books are really good i'm not going to say anything for their theology theological uh merit or whatever but they are a lot of fun government intrigue and good even some good like character stuff that's just so much better than anything those movies offered (laughs) sometimes books tend to be a tiny bit better than than movies there are some that are different but yeah it's really the book that's (laughs) real real good Thank you for sharing that. I want to thank you for your time today. Um, It was so insightful hearing from a type five. And I want to go back again to the fact that five sharing a fact with a person is like a type two baking a pie. That's their way of connection. That spoke like a lot of this spoke to me, but that really hit home for me. And now I could look at fives in a different way, um, knowing that we're all communicating differently, of course, but that is how fives show. A connection which is just powerful so thank you so so much for being thank here. you thank you for listening in addition to these podcasts i have a newsletter that comes out every other wednesday wednesdays where there are podcasts no newsletter wednesdays where there are newsletters no podcast it is filled with more stories from my life ones that i don't always share here thoughts about the enneagram and more So I invite you to head on over to my website, www.MichaelaElizabeth.com to sign up today. There you'll find all the info you need about Enneagram coaching and how to work with me, this podcast, and my latest creative passion project, Vintage Handmade Cards. And while you're on the World Wide Web, it would mean so much to me if you would follow Your Story Matters podcast wherever you listen, rate it, and review it for others to see so they can begin their journey in discovering their story matters. Until the next episode.